Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Memphis, Tennessee. Today is Friday, August the 6th, 2021, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we're in the chapter Into Action on page 76. We're reading from the fourth paragraph that begins, probably there are still some misgivings, through nine lines, ending in, but this is not an end in itself. We'll be reading and commenting on those nine lines this morning. Readers for today, and thank you for your service, Lisa B., Matthew B., Dara L., and Katie G. The reference number for yesterday, Thursday, August the 5th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 14,000, excuse me, 17,493. That's 17493. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 17,494. That's 17494. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lisa B. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. 
Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you, Lisa B. And I'll now ask Matthew B. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Matthew B. Recovered in Long Island, New York. The 12 traditions of overeaters Namas. One, our commonwealth should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. These problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or communities directly responsible for those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, A public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Matthew B. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 76, beginning with the fourth paragraph, probably there are still some misgivings, through nine lines ending in, but this is not an end in itself. And comments will be on those nine lines. And I'll now ask Dara L. to please get us started. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Probably there are still some misgivings. 
As we look over the list of business acquaintances and friends we have hurt, we may feel diffident about going to some of them on a spiritual basis. Let us be reassured. To some people, we need not and probably should not emphasize the spiritual feature on our first approach. We might prejudice them. At the moment, we are trying to put our lives in order, but this is not an end in itself. Um, Oh, gosh, so much here. So, you know, I love that they talk about spiritual basis because two lines before or a line before what I just read, um, you know, it says, remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. And I think when I first set out to make amends, you know, that's what I focused on. I want to I wanna have victory over the food obsession. I want to be, you know, free of the compulsive eating. And when that was my attitude, it was actually quite hard to make amends. I had a lot of fear around going to people. And also because the food was down and I wasn't eating compulsively, it was like, well, do I really have to do this? Um, and so for me, what I have found to be incredibly useful um, is that, you know, today I go to any lengths for a relationship with a God of my understanding because I want to be unblocked from that God. And I love that God and that God loves me. And in steps four and five, I, I identified all the garbage, right, that got in the way of my ability to love God, love, love God's children, and love myself. And so if I understand that that is what I'm trying to clear up, you know, that's what I'm trying to be unblocked from, then I become way more, not only willing to do this, but I become, you know, excited to do it. And I stop worrying about what the other person's going to think and whether they're going to like me at the end and whether it's going to bring us closer, you know, or whatever else my brain is afraid of, because I know that like I'm doing it for my own internal condition. And that doesn't mean, you know, I've, I've made the mistake of making amends in the past that I should not have made or in ways that I should not have made them. And so I really need to be careful not to create any more harm or any more damage um, because that's not going to clear the channel with God either. Um, But, you know, when it says that this is not an end in itself, putting our lives in order, because it's not about the external life. It's about my internal life. It's about all the reasons that I needed to quell the inner noise with food, which is all the things I identified in steps four and five. So like, I love step nine. And what comes at the end of it are the, are the promises or even halfway through, you know, we start receiving the promises because that spiritual fullness starts to come, that soul nourishment starts to come. And that's why I use food. Um, And so, yeah, for me, this is just a reminder that kind of like no matter how I feel on the inside about doing this work, it's not about my feelings. It's about my relationship with a power greater than myself that is the most important thing in my life that knows me and loves me. Um, And so, you know, I want to be clear with people um, so that I can be clear with God. But, you know, it doesn't nothing about the ninth step for me is terrifying today. It is freedom. It is like, how free do I want to be? And what lengths am I willing to go to? Thanks uh, to be unblocked. Um, And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Dara L. And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings on 
Tuesday or, no, excuse me, Wednesday or Thursday this week, if you'll hold back. And who would like to share on what was read this morning? Abby S. Abby. Charles H. Charles. Cheryl A. Cheryl. Anem. Anem. Y'all are being so kind this morning. Anybody else? Heidi L. Heidi L. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what we have. I have Abby S, Charles H, Cheryl A, Ann M, and Heidi L, and Abby S. Please go ahead. Hi, everyone. My name is Abby S. I'm recovered in Michigan today. Um, thank you so much for allowing I can't believe I got my name out there that was wonderful um so I haven't really shared in a while but um this resonated with me because when I'm making amends um there's some people where it was like awkward like at first I want to explain what I'm doing or you know ask for their permission to even speak with me and it would be odd to just like jump right into like where I'm selfish and um, or where I was selfish or where I was dishonest. Um, And so I really worked with my sponsor a lot on like getting permission from them. So I wasn't just like dropping a bomb right away. It was like, I kind of let them know what I was doing and the basis of what the call or the visit was going to be about. And then asking permission if they would be willing to hear that and um some people it just didn't make sense to like say some people I could say I'm in a 12-step program I'm working you know I'm working a 12-step program I'm on step nine but others it was like not like either I didn't want to break my anonymity or I just felt like that would be really odd um and so I would say to some people um I'm working a spiritual program. I'm looking at, so some people I would say, I would say it was a spiritual program in other cases, like one way to do it um, could be just to ask like, or just to let them know that I'm looking at my past. I'm just reviewing my past and looking at places where I've went wrong. And I realize that some of my actions have, could have been harmful to you in the past and I, I'd like an opportunity to make things right and you know it just keeps coming up for me and so I just wanted to you know wanted an opportunity to just to move past that and that to me is like really um, easy to understand or able to be understood by people who don't have any understanding of 12 step like I'm, I'm reviewing my past and looking at where my actions have harmed others and that's the basis of what I was doing and so um but a lot of them I I said I can't remember exactly but I have I just looked at my document I have like a document online of like when I made amends and um a lot of them say I'm working a spiritual program looking at my past actions and people were very receptive to that because they 
they knew like, oh, okay, why I'm having a conversation with them and why I'm judged, why I'm bringing something up that was so long ago or why I'm even doing this. It, um, it helps kind of set the tone for the amend. So with that, I passed. I wish everyone um, a great day and thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Abby S. And Charles H., you're up, followed by Cheryl A. Yeah, thank you, moderator, for your service. Um, y'all know who I am. Um, I love I love this. Probably there are still some misgivings. So it means it don't mean because I've done this, you know, a few times that 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 everything is clean. <laughs> you know that that I'm that I'm a superhuman being now and that I'm God. There is there is still some some gook. <laughs> you know, as a superintendent, no matter how good I clean this building, there is still something. Right, so and 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 there's something you know. There's people I feel some type of way about every single day, even in this group, right? And yeah, and I'm pretty sure vice versa, right? And and um, you know, I I can't and 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 the ninth step explains that you know maybe I I, I shouldn't uh come directly to them stating that hey, guess what? You hurt me, and that's why I did that. Nah, this ain't this ain't what this is. You know what I'm saying? This is about clearing my side of the street. And it's not about getting a hit like a, you know, like some people, I used to do amends like, I used to look for amends to do, to get a hit like a junkie. No, this is, this is, a, this is a, a moral um, program of action, right? And um, I ain't finna do no, no, no uh, amends to people I really don't like, you know, and, that, and that's the hit. And this is the learning curve right here that, you know what, I can, like, I love what page 83 says. It says I can write an honest letter and do a 10-step and call it in to somebody. And I'm doing that in my 11-step reviews, and I'm growing so much. Because some people, I just, it, it, I will harm you more by saying, hey, you know what, you made me feel some type of way, and this is why I did that. And and, and not jump, not to jump ahead, but I'm going on in my little three minutes, so you can't tell me what to do in my three minutes. Um, you know, I could, I could be killing you by character assassinating you, and that's harming you. And it says on page 77, we go to them in a forgiving spirit. So it don't say forgiveness in a big book, but it says a forgiving spirit confessing my ill feelings. And boy, do I have ill feelings. And that's, that's just what it is. So, you know, there is still some misgivings. And no matter how many uh, amends I do, there's still going to be misgivings. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Charles H. And Cheryl A., you're up, followed by Ann M. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Cheryl A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Brookline, Massachusetts. Um, there's things that are embedded in here that uh, provide real instruction for me. Um, probably there are some misgivings. There's so much that could be put into that statement about the deep underlying codependency that I have about what you're going to think or someone else is going to think about what I have to change about me or say to you to make amends. But the part on um, the page 77 where it says, at the moment, well, first it tells us, it says, don't necessarily explain every single aspect of what I'm about to do. I don't necessarily, I I should not. It says should not. There's a should word in there, which I see very clearly emphasize the spiritual feature 
um, necessarily. It depends on who I'm talking to. I might prejudice them. So it's saying I don't need to tell every person that I'm making an amend to my life story about what I'm doing. Um, it, the, here's my purpose. I'm trying to put my life in order. Underneath much of my own disease is a deep, deep codependency that is currently being revealed to me in very new ways. And it's very, very painful. But it says this is not the end in itself. I'm not there to make sure everybody understands what I'm doing. And the end is not uh, about what they're thinking. It's about putting my life in order. I wish we ended on the the, the sentence that uh, comes next, which we'll read tomorrow, because it actually says what the whole point is. And uh, so I can't make these amends based on how I'm feeling and worrying about what someone is going to be thinking and trying to control their reaction by explaining this and that. And man, do I do that. If I, if I go up in a hot air balloon, I have got to have a place to land. If I don't, if I'm going up on a hot air balloon and I don't have a place to land, well then don't go up yet. And that might be something uh, important for me to know, which is get clear. This is about putting my life in order. And uh, my overthinking um, can, can water down what I'm trying to do in an amend. My overthinking can prevent me um, from doing the, the amend in the way that it's meant to be done uh, because I'm worried about what someone else is going to think. And uh, maybe the spiritual aspect will... Maybe in some cases it'll make them think one way about me. Maybe it'll make them think another way about me. We'll stop. It's cl- it usually is clear I can run it by someone else. I can say, I can decide with someone else uh, what, what should be said and not. And the point isn't about them. It's about me. I am putting my life in order and I need to do what needs to be done to do that, whether the other person understand, understands or not. Um, and the last thing is probably there are still some misgivings. This, there are, there's language in here that tells me um, it acknowledges that I may not feel like doing something, but it doesn't say not to if there is a misgiving. It gives us directions to continue. So I'm uh, noticing that today, wishing everyone a great day, and um, thanks for listening. Thank you, Cheryl A. And Ann M., you're out, followed by Heidi L. And press star one, we can't hear you. Hi, Lisa, can I be heard okay? Yes, thank you. Brilliant, thank you so much. This is Anne M here, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ireland. Uh, yeah, very grateful, and thanks for taking the meeting, Lisa. Um, yeah, love this. It's into step nine, of course. We're starting step nine here. And, uh, yeah, it's just... Um, I suppose for me, it's just the part, you know, that stands out is probably there are some misgivings. Yeah, and misgivings, I just looked up that word. It means hesitation, uncertainty, apprehension, anxiety or suspicion. And, you know, of course there is apprehension and of course there is um, hesitation. But, you know, that's why I need to be in a fellowship and I need a sponsor and I need guidance and direction around, you know, how I undertake this step. And, you know, it tells me the next part, you know, as we look over the list, we have hurt 
And that's my goal. That's what step nine is about. It's about all the hurts that I have caused to other people. And, you know, it's a list. And I I, I discuss this list and I, I, I look at my part, you know, it's all about my hurts that I have caused to other people. My motive in this is to correct, you know, to amend means, you know, to, to basically to repair the damage that I have caused in the past. And, uh, yeah, and, and you know, just going back to the start where it says at the moment we are trying to put our lives in order. And that's exactly what this is about. And it's going to any length to do that. And it's about, you know, seeking that relationship with my higher power. And, and you know, it's it's definitely, you know, something that, yeah, it's something that I have to, I suppose, for me, it's a life and death errand. I have to go with, yeah, if I don't, if I don't do this step or if I don't do it to the best of my ability, I will go back out and I will pick up again. And, and you know, it goes on, but this is not an end in itself. Again, you know, it's a daily reprieve. It's a daily practice. Um, you know, living amends have to be lived every day. You know, direct amends, I have to work through my step nine list. And, uh, yeah, continue to make restitutions. And, you know, it's it's the part where, you know, I came into, yeah, I came in for this, for the vanity and stay for the sanity. You know, this is where I get my sanity because I'm getting free. I am getting the promises which we're going to come up to now, the nine-step promises, when we're halfway through these nine-step amends. So, yeah, so rewarding. And, you know, it isn't an easy, it isn't an easy um, step to take, but, you know, it's all done with my higher power. And again, with that, I pass. And thanks for taking the meeting, Lisa. Thank you, Anne M. And Heidi L., please share with us. Good morning. This is Heidi L. from Toronto, flooded with gratitude at the moment. Um, Of course, there's going to be misgivings. um, But I just, I've never read this as a full sentence. Let us be reassured. Isn't that wonderful and like all-encompassing and let us be reassured that we're going to be okay, that we're going to be guided. And I'm sitting here this morning and everything went my way the past few days, Um, but that's only because I completely let it all go. When I'm leaving on my road trip this afternoon, I let it go. Cleaning out 65 years of life from my parents' house that they were married, and there's a company coming in. We found them. They're coming to take this stuff away. This has been on my shoulders since I've been 19 years old, dealing with my parents' stuff. Found the right people. It's going to happen. Getting along peacefully with my brother. Let me be reassured that it's going to be okay. We don't need to make amends. We, I, don't need to, I don't need to be busy preaching to my brother about the spiritual program that I'm on. I just need to act it. I need to be kind. I need to, be, I need to speak my truth. I need to move on. Um, it's, just, it's just so 
wonderful. And the fact that we have this meeting, and I love pressing star zero and finding out that there are currently 422 or 379 people on the meeting at any one time. And I'm picturing us all over the globe, and I'm looking at a globe right now, and you in Ireland and Sweden and Israel and Massachusetts, and, and I'm in Toronto, and we're all just sitting, being together. Um, it's marvelous, and we are so, so lucky. And I'm just going to say thank you, and I'm going to be listening to this meeting in New Brunswick in the next couple of days and Nova Scotia, and I'm going to be on the road, and this meeting will come with me, and so will you all, and uh, you're in my backpack. And as I've gone through life and gotten married, divorced, two kids, just and there was just a ping on my phone, somebody probably just said, thanks for sharing, and it's just, it's gorgeous. We are lucky. We have a program, and we can fill up the God-sized hole in ourselves with program as opposed to all of the poison foods that have killed us and done nothing to fill up the hole. And thank you. I pass. Thank you, Heidi L. Um, And before I take another list of names, we are reading on page 76, the fourth paragraph, probably there are still some misgivings through nine lines ending in, but this is not an end in itself. So who else would like to share on those lines? Nina in Texas. Larry K. Larry G. Okay, I have Nina, Larry K, Larry G. Anyone else? Sandy S. Okay, I heard Sandy and there's somebody else. Lisa J. Lisa J. Joanne W. Somebody W, tell me again. Joanne, J-O-A-N-N. Joanne, okay. Thank you, Joanne. Um, Okay, sounds like we have a great lineup. If you will, remind me of the first initial of your last name when you share. I have Nina, I have Larry K, Larry G, Sandy, Lisa J, and Joanne W. So, Nina, you're up. Sorry. Thank you so much. And this is Nina D, as in dog, in Texas. And, you know, mine was very, I'm going to say simple, although, you know, very deep and not anything I wanted to do. Um, There were two different businesses I had been involved with. One was a partnership. And those both dissolved. So mine was very simple. My sponsor laid it out how it needed to be done, and there was no explaining why I was doing it. The very first thing was, this is what I have done. And this is what I continued to do. And with one of those businesses of the partnership, I had refused through the years to send any clients that way. If it was something I couldn't take care of when they came to me, I refused to use that other business as a referral. 
And then I just went on to say how deeply I had regretted my behavior. And then I asked, how may I make amends to you? And in both cases, the businesses were out of business because it had happened so many years ago. And, you know, I had to go to great lengths to locate the people and still wasn't sure when I mailed these letters that they would be received. But I felt like I had done what my higher power had um, led me to do in cleaning my side of the street. And boy, it was hard to admit my behavior. And I also had, uh, you know, I had prayed for a sponsor at the time, that sponsor, and she gave me clear-cut, precise directions according to the book. And do you know I did get responses from both? One, just, you know, all is forgotten and there's nothing you need to do, and I appreciate the amends. The other actually wanted to have lunch together. She was so happy to have received a letter, which was growth on everybody's part. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you for the meeting, and I pass. Thank you, Nina D. And Larry K., you're up, followed by Larry G. Oh, my gosh, so many Larrys. <laughs> Good morning. Larry K., uh, recovered compulsive over the year. Um, you know, just a couple of things on here. You know, I, I think sometimes uh, that we complicate uh, uh, step nine. You know, we, we add things that are not mentioned in the instructions at all. And, and here's the danger to, you know, for me to uh, complicating something by adding all kinds of extraneous stuff uh, that was never mentioned in the instructions. You know, it's when, when something's perceived as hard, we either don't do it or we attempt to do it, but we're never satisfied with the effort, and, and which leads me to this point. And I'll give you an, an example. Step nine never mentions that we are to make amends and get a specific outcome, get forgiveness or reconciliation of that relationship, that's outside of my control. You know, all I can do is uh, begin to a a process of change, right? And, you know, I think to those that misperceive the purpose of step nine and believe that a good outcome is what we're after here, that unless we get the outcome that we want, they're going to feel like an abject failure when they aren't forgiven or the, the, the relationship is not rebuilt or repaired. Sometimes that does happen, and it's beautiful when it does. My, my goal, you know, is to be brought into alignment with the higher power. My higher power needs for me to change in ways, and I have to be open and clear about those ways of change, right? And I try my best. Can't be perfect, but I try my best. God's going to determine if that happens if there's a repaired relationship, if the person accepts the amendment. Frankly, anytime I'm consumed with achieving an outcome of any kind favorable to me, that's driven by my ego. It's like I'm making this amend and I'll show a great deal of contrition, you know, remorse, so that this person that I harmed will forgive me or change the way they feel about me. No, that's not so. That's, that's not always happened for me. See, that's, that's all about me. And that's a common mistake that we make with step nine. Um, you know, and so for me, what it is, is can I change? God, help me to change in the way, mold and shape me to the man that you want me to be. And I pray for the willingness that you can 
that I, that I can change in those ways. That's what this is really about for me. It's an ongoing process. Uh, with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Larry Kay. And Larry G., you're up, followed by Sandy. Good morning, everybody. This is Larry G. from California. I feel like every morning I get on this phone call, uh, I, I come home to my family. Well, I'm at step eight, and step eight is for me to, it's, there's instructions. There's this paragraph, there's a lot of meat in it. Uh, I'm, I'm to write an action plan and how to go out and, and uh, complete step nine. I've done step three, four, five, six, and seven, and this is not a time for me to stop. And this woman on this call yesterday, um, she said, uh, the time to do step eight, nine is now. Not when I feel like it or not when I get some kind of inspirational message, but to fearlessly begin doing it now. I don't need to future trip about step nine, about going out and making amends. At this point, all I'm doing is putting an action plan together to make those amends. And I have learned uh, through experience uh, that this is not a step to go out to do by myself. I've got to have the guidance of a sponsor because I sometimes can't differentiate from the truth from the false. And there's, I've learned there's four kinds of amends, no amends, direct amends, action amends, and ongoing amends. And all four of them are different. Uh, for example, I would have gone out and made amends to this woman I harmed who's married. She's married now and um, a former person I dated. Um, and my sponsor said, no, you're not going to do that, that you could cause further harm to that relationship. And so the, what I ended up doing was in the instructions in each step eight, I wrote a check and sent it to her. She's a, she's a cheerleading program in Santa Barbara, and I, I sent a check to her, her program. Um, I also learned that I have a lot of people on the list that even don't belong there, that I've done no harm to, and I just feel uncomfortable because we're no longer talking for whatever reason. And I feel like the way to bridge that uncomfortable feeling is going to make amends. My sponsor say, no, Larry, you, there's no amends to be made here. So this is really an important step for me. The instructions, this paragraph alone, there's a lot into, in it. And I don't want to go alone on this without a sponsor or a guide. Um, I have to tell you, uh, if there's anybody out there who has any kind of reservations about doing this right now, um, I just celebrated 40 years of recovery in Alcoholics Anonymous. I can't tell you how many times I've done this step and um, how the success and the freedom I've had, uh, whether I re was received or not, it says the, the principle behind the step is maximum service to God. And I have always had a very successful outcomes and the freedom that I have. I could walk uh, down the street. I owe nothing to anybody. That is the greatest freedom. I owe nothing to anybody after I've done the step and step nine or eight, eight, nine. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm passing. It's so good to be on this call this morning. So much good, uh, so many good shares. Thank you. Thank you, Larry G. And Sandy, you're up. If you'll tell me the first initial of your last name, followed by Lisa J. It's S is in Sandy. Terrific. Thank you. Okay. Sandy S. Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Asheville, North Carolina. The main amend, I did all the amends that I could possibly do. And, um, but the really, the ones that stood out the most for me, and I know this is a little controversial, the amends to myself. 
because I've been brutal with myself. I have pushed myself beyond my limits. And when I was unable to be the person or do what I wanted to do, the thing that I was really powerless over was this incredible self-loathing. And and today, I'm really being challenged in both of these areas of myself. I've shared that my husband is in ICU right now. He has colon cancer and has a colostomy. And um, the other amends I owed was, was to my husband, you know, that I couldn't be the person he wanted me to be. And he told me, like, through this whole process, his main fear is that I will emotionally fall apart, that I won't be there for him and and really want to be there for him. And my husband's criticism, when I came to the hospital for the first time, he said to me, you really don't want to be here. You're just coming here out of guilt. And it was true. You know, I couldn't say to him, yes, that's true. I definitely don't want to be here. But through working the program, I really want to be there for him today. And it's a challenge. In ICU, I don't, I'm going to be with him for four hours. I have no idea what I'm going to do for those four hours. And when somebody talked about filling the God hole with poisonous food, because I've been abstinent so long, I don't do that. I just have filled it with poisonous thoughts about myself, about not being enough. And I really have a choice today. And what's helped me with my husband, I really think of all the ways he supported me and loved me for 30 years and how I am the best position in my life I've ever been in, in terms of my consciousness. And that's happened with God. And I am really going to pray that God help me be a loving presence with my husband. And when I feel bored or empty, that God show me what is the next loving thing to do for myself and for him. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy S. And Lisa J., you're up, followed by Joanne W. Good morning, family of choice. This is Lisa J., recovered in Michigan for this 24 hours. Thanks to God on this program. And... So I just am looking, you know, we just agreed that we would go to any lengths for recovery. And I might be shy right now. I might feel diffident about going to some of these people on a spiritual basis. Well, I sure didn't feel shy when I did anything else with my other actions. But um, now all of a sudden I'm feeling shy. So, you know, it all comes down to the attitude of the heart for me. What have I learned about myself when I'm when I've uncovered these character defects and these things that maybe behave the way I did and what do I want right now I want to get my life in order you know um, I want to be this humble person and not hurt any more people not do any more damage and I'm trying to repair the damage of the past so I appreciate that I can just go back to this book to these simple instructions we all have our experience strength and hope that we bring to the table and our experience, we want to give that to other people. But for the individual that is trying to sort out this mess and going through this, especially the first time, it's really confusing. So um, I encourage my sponsees to call other recovered people and, you know, call three other recovered people with this question and take that experience and, like, I lay it at the feet of my higher power. 
I lay it at the feet of my God and say, you know, what would you have me be in this situation? Only God knows the complexities of someone else's situation and what happened before. And I can't even untangle that myself in my own mind because all I can see is my selfishness. I mean, I can't see past my selfishness in the situation. All I can see is how I've been harmed, how they hurt me. And so I really don't even know how to go into this situation. So I listen to what people tell me. I listen to what my sponsor tells me. And then ultimately, I just ask God, how do you want this to go down, God? I can take someone else's narrative and bring it to the situation, but that may not be appropriate. And so God will give me my own words for the situation for to bring healing to myself and the other person. And so hopefully that's what happens. That's what happened for me. I had a lot of great um, experiences with with um, these amends through the years. And whether it's on a spiritual basis, you know, I bring the spiritual basis or not, it, it may depend entirely on that situation. And no one can determine that for me. So um, anyway, thanks for letting me share. Have a great day. Pass. Thank you, Lisa J. And Joanne W., you're up. I am Joanne W. from Pennsylvania, um, recovering compulsive overeater and sugar addict. Um, looking at my step nine when I took it with my sponsor, um, just looking at my past it was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do. Um, um, look at my past, uncover all in secrets and who I was and and what I have done to hurt other people that I loved and I cared about. And that Mormons to my family and the people that I love and strangers and other people. And just feeling that shame and that guilt and the remorse towards my actions. And um, I've harmed them in so many, so many ways, and I know that I wrote letters to people that I have needed to make amends to of my stepdad, of and my husband, and um, with my guidance and finding that guidance and that strength with my sponsor, my therapist, my husband, um, being able to make all them and then to my children of what kind of mother I was in the past or, or wife or friend or daughter and admitting all my wrongs to them and them giving me a second chance. And 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 so many times that not learning about me about that I would use a lot of um, like look for people that escape goods that wouldn't have to feel my uncomfortable feelings or that were the reason why I did this because you did that or this is that but I noticed that my biggest scapegoat was my husband. And that I had to make an amends for that. I'm still learning that and still seeing my part, which is hard sometimes because I don't know always my part when I do things. And that, um, and I think that's all. I'll pass. 
Thank you for letting me share. Take care. Thank you, Joanne W. And I think we probably have time for two or three more shares. We are sharing on the fourth paragraph on page 76, beginning probably there are still some misgivings through nine lines ending, but this is not an end in itself. There are a couple more people that would like to share. Blanca BG. Blanca BG. Anybody else? Okay, Blanca BG, you go ahead and we'll see if we have a couple more when you're finished. Thank you so much. May I be heard? Yes. Um, good morning, um, everyone. Um, thank you for allowing me to share. I There were amends I, I needed to make with people that had passed. And that was hard for me because they weren't here anymore. And I, as far that my husband, first and foremost, um, I wasn't able to make a final amends to him before he passed. And, but he was an amazing human being and he for, probably forgave me every day of our marriage. <laughs> I mean, I think he had, I don't think there was a day that went by that he didn't say, it's okay, honey. It's all right. I, you know, I forgive you. It's okay. We're We're okay. And that brings me comfort because I wasn't able to do a final amend to him. And, and, and amends that I did in the past, um, I was very careful, as it says in the big book. I did not want to drudge up or make trouble or problems or bring, make the hurt deeper. And I love that it says that in the big book. It's, that's the most beautiful thing to me where it says only when to do so would not injure them or others. Um, you know, our forefathers in this, in this, in a way, the fact that they um, were able to write that down and, and let us know how, how to do it and, and how to feel about doing it and to be able to uh, know how important that would be. Like, do I mention that? Do I say that? Won't it hurt them? Won't it destroy some lives? They took care of that for us. It says unless to do so would hurt them or others. And I will be eternally grateful for that. And uh, as far as other amends that I was not able to make to those who have passed, um, I was able to do other things. Um, I set up a, a friend of mine who passed, and I wasn't able to make amends to her. I set up animal shelter funding for, I send funds for, she loved animals, and that was dear to her, and I was able to do that. And um, so I continue, I will continue to, uh, to make my amends, keeping in mind all the, all of the uh, advice and loving care that the big book has provided for me when I go to do so, which has helped me in every step of my life. Uh, I'm so very grateful that we have this book. As someone said, we have the book. I'll pass. Thank you, Blanca BG. Um, we still have some time. If anyone else would like to share this morning, maybe one share or two short ones. Anybody? 
Crystal P. Crystal P. Perfect. Crystal P, Melissa C, we each have two minutes. Crystal, please share with us. Hi, I'm Crystal P, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Toronto, Canada. And just reading this uh, about this not being um, an end in itself um, really struck me because for me, I almost had like a, an opposite problem. It was just, I just want to get through these amends. Like I just want to power through and, and do them like really, really, really well. I want them to be the best amends ever. I remember um, I, I, one of my amends was to, uh, to the owner of a fast food restaurant that I worked at and all the, you know, food that I stole. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was talking to my sponsor and I'm just like, I'm, I can't believe how excited I am to pay this man this money. Like I have all this money and I, you know, I just want to give it to him. I'm so excited to pay him back for this, you know, because of the freedom I know I'll have from it. Um, and I, and I went to the store and I couldn't find him and I've like tried all these different ways. And, and then finally, you know, I, I found him on Facebook and I was just so excited. This is all meant to be. This is what God wants for me, you know, and he's helping me to find this man and I've messaged him and nothing. It's been a week and nothing, you know, and the hardest part for me with amends is the hardest ones for me was when there's no more action for me to take because I want to power through. I want to stop this man. I want to find his home and look him up and get the put that money in his hands, you know? Um, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is not to make me feel better, not to give me an amends high, not for me to just be, you know, miss OA and, and get my amends done. The purpose is for me to be useful to others and other people are allowed to decide that, hey, you know, I got this message from this girl. I'm not interested in seeing her or whatever. I know she wants to pay me some money, but I just, I don't want it. They, they're allowed to decide they don't want to be in contact with me. And I, I, I cannot cause more harm by stalking them or continuing to pursue them and force my sort of amends on them. So just accepting that, you know, I've done everything that I can. Even when he does want to reach back out to me, that money is there and I'm more than happy to pay it back to him, but no more action is required on my part because any more will cause harm. I think those were the hardest ones for me. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Crystal P. And Melissa C., please share with us. Hi, thanks so much. It's Melissa C. Oh, I think you got muted, Melissa. Hey, it's Melissa C. I know I keep getting muted. <laughs> um, I'm recovered compulsive overeater. So I'll just share really quickly because, you know, it says misgivings. And I think like, um, what is that? Like, what, what's misgivings? It's it's apprehension and doubt about the outcome or consequences of something. And that is very much how I went into, um, it, you know, some of these amends. I really couldn't think past, how is this going to play out? How is this going to play out? And basically, when I'm consumed with how it's going to play out, I'm you know, I'm not allowing God to be God. I'm trying to run the show. I'm the stage director. I've got a script, and I want the happy ever after. I want the good ending. And, you know, for myself, my own experience was that I reached a point um, when I did these amends um, and continue to do them, you know, because things come up all the time where I realized that I'm not in charge of the outcome, but the one outcome I probably can predict is that if I don't go out and set things right in the world, I will eat. 
<laughs> you know, and to eat is to die. And so if ever I'm in doubt of, you know, what's the consequence of this, of this amend going to be, I can tell you that if it doesn't end in my death, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. So, and that's really what happened for me. I went out and I made this amends and I'm, I'm still here. So thanks for that. I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, August the 6th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 17,502. That's 17502. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Katie G., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I can, Lisa. Thanks for taking the meeting. A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.